0: Hello there! My name is Kenji Dick.
1: And I'm Claudia Duhick.
0: And welcome to Wittenberg Radio. It is episode 105, and it is Tuesday, October 17th, 2017. Claudia, if you were a character in The Simpsons, what character would you be?
1: it's <laughs> a great question. Uh, <laughs> I think I would be... Oh, that's hard. I think I'd like to be all of them for like one day. Hmm. And then see... I've always wanted to be. I think I'm most like Lisa, which is dumb. Because yeah, she's like, you know, she's I, that I, character that you need to, right. you know.
0: Right. I guess I can see that. Yeah. yeah.
1: I've like always been like good at school, kind of, and into political things, and kind of a keener, I guess. But yeah. also not. I don't know. Not. Not really. <laughs> That's beside the fo- point. I've. <laughs> Also wanted to. I would love to be like Selma. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, or even just I don't know, all of them. It's hard to choose.
0: Actually, I find that you're you're referring. You're thinking when you say Selma, you're referring to like Marge's like twin sister, right? Yeah. So you're like a raspy voice and like always smoking.
1: Yeah, always smoking.
0: Oh yeah. And like
1: really limited understanding of what is going on in the world. (laughs) 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 Yeah yeah i think i'd be i'd be one of the sisters okay
0: i like i like, I like that you need you just you just need to find uh someone else to be your sister then like right like i guess so to be the other to be the twin sisters
1: yeah <laughs> who would that be i don't know i don't know probably like nadia or something <laughs> <laughs>
0: i like this okay <laughs>
1: is that an adequate answer no I yeah have no Yeah. no clue I have no clue. Or I'd be like the comic book guy. He's also awesome. Oh, Sideshow Bob.
0: Hey, yeah. I like that. You'd have so you'd be I have have to be committed to, to kill somebody then if you were Sideshow Bob.
1: Oh no, I would just as a character. Right. Not right. real life. Oh <laughs> wow, if I had to be one of them in real life, I would definitely be Lisa. Yeah. She's the only one that's like competent. <laughs> 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 Now I'm sounding really dumb, <laughs> <laughs> just really mean, and
0: no, no, it sounds yeah, I, I it sounds harsh. justified. And now, in a very awkward transition, let's look at upcoming events.
1: There's some exciting events coming up this week. Uh, Walking the talk, a peace building and safer neighborhoods conversation, uh, happening at seven p.m. in the Marpec Commons. Uh, it'll just be a community discussion conversation time, which should be pretty pretty interesting. There's also an open house for CMU from 10 to 3 on on saturday uh so you can come and see what cmu has to offer if you don't already know (laughs) that's right uh (laughs) yeah that's on friday i said saturday it's on friday uh on sunday october 22nd there is a reformation 500 concert happening in the gym here at 3 p.m uh the mennonite community orchestra is playing and there will be other musical guests uh it's a celebration of 500 years since uh, the beginning of the Reformation unbelievable yeah that's some that's huge yeah yeah that's important stuff uh, there's also some sports games happening uh, sports woohoo Friday night basketball games at uh, the gym here on on campus the Lone Athletic Center uh, women play at six men at eight against uh, Dakota College uh, so go check that out it's real close you can just walk on over uh, and soccer games Saturday and Sunday. So we'll go to those as well. They're also close on Waverly at the Ralph uh, Cantafio complex.
0: And as per usual, I'm here to announce the next entry in our classic film series. This Thursday, October 19th, we'll be showing Easter Parade, a 1948 musical film starring Julie Garland, Fred Astrain, and Peter Lawford. Uh, it's going to be taking place uh, again this Thursday, October 19th at 8.30 PM, but not at Marpec Commons. Uh, Only for this week, uh, due to the fact that there's other events happening on Marpec, we'll be moving uh, the screening to B126 on North Campus. But just for this week. uh, Afterwards, we'll resume to our usual location at Marpec Commons. So again, Easter Parade, 1948 musical film, playing at B126 Room in North Campus, Thursday, October 19th uh, at 8.30pm. Hope to see you there.
1: Later on in the show, we'll be talking with Nadine Plourd. Uh, She is working with Hand in Hand with Haiti. It's an organization that she'll talk all about, but they're hosting a fundraiser this weekend on Sunday at CMU. It's a run for the cause, uh, so you can sign up to register and run or just donate, uh, but either way, look it up at their website. Uh, You just Google Hand in Hand with Haiti, Run 2017, and it will show up. So that is pretty exciting. It starts at 6.30 in the morning, but you can join in later. There's different cause, uh, different legs of the race, uh, and you can join in there. So please do look that up. Today on the show, we get to talk to Nadine Plourd. She is a first-year student, or first-year at CMU, uh, taking general studies. But she has something very exciting to talk to us about, uh, an organization... Is it an organization? Maybe? Sure. Uh, that her parents are part of, and she is also called Hand in Hand with Haiti. Uh, they're setting up a run to raise some money coming up soon, and she's here to talk about that today. So welcome here, Nadine. Nadine. Oh, sorry. Okay, can I redo that? <laughs> just, so welcome here, Nadine.
2: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> welcome here. I just said that. Cool. So... <laughs> First of all, uh, for those of us who have no clue what Hand in Hand with Haiti is, can you just give us a general, like, what is Hand in Hand with Haiti, and what do they do?
2: Yeah, so Hand in Hand with Haiti is my family's charitable organization that is, um, it's a part, uh, it's joined with MS Canada, which stands for Education, Medical Aid, and Service, Um, big NGO, and we're just one of the many teams that go um our team so our team does go to haiti and what it is is it's a medical mission and so my dad and my mom are team leaders and my dad takes down a team of doctors nurses students medical students nursing students sometimes teachers and sometimes high school students um to go and run a clinic and to go and help the school community and just general community that we have a relationship there with. Um, He started going when he was medical student, made uh, some really strong friendships there that have developed into new friendships and have lasted through the decades. Um, And so, yeah, we've been going for quite a few years now. And he goes, he brings a team down every year. And I'm actually, I've been three times and I'm planning on going again this year. Need to work that out with my school schedule to make sure I can but
1: yeah so how many times have you been before
2: um so yeah I've been three times two of them were a on a medical mission one of them was more of a vacation which sounds weird to say you're going on a vacation to the poorest country in the western hemisphere but it was um the December after the earthquake Mm -hmm. so very I think 11 months so very soon after that tragedy and we went and celebrated Christmas um Mm. that was the first time I had gone actually and so went then and then I went again in 2012 on a medical team and in 2015 I think
1: okay yeah Hmm. and so when you say medical aid um What does that mean like what sort of services do you provide for the people there
2: yeah for sure so my dad like i said is a doctor and we bring nurses and doctors also also dentists occasionally and we bring down um, what are called ptps which are physician travel packs and so they're just a bunch of different medications that are to us pretty standard but to a lot of people down there they don't even get like multivitamins or tylenol And so we bring down those and also a couple slightly more complex meds um, and we just run a clinic and try to get through as many people as possible while still giving appropriate care to everyone Um, and so there's triage which I've worked in and so that's taking temperatures pulses weighing babies which is the fun part Um, and then they go and see a doctor for a few minutes uh, like 10 or so i'm not that's the part where i'm not involved shockingly (laughs) um and then they go to the pharmacy which i've also worked at and kind of run on occasion um, bring their prescription and we give them instructions for that Mm -hmm. and so we we do that and then a couple smaller projects on the side as well cool
1: uh are there i assume there are clinics there um, and and some sort of health care that, that people could access why do you come from Canada to do that
2: um, there's really not a ton of healthcare available there like there's the government and general infrastructure of the country is v- not great it's mm-hmm. it has been in the past a very corrupt government and um, is still there's still corruption everywhere like when we send massive pallets of stuff like we've sent medication or like I don't know what else we've had to send but it'll get stopped in airport security because they want to bribe and a lot of the time Mm. we just have to like pay that because that's just how it works kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and so yeah we we also we we as well We're a long-term mission, but uh, a short-term trip. And so we only go for a couple weeks, but we've done building projects. We built uh, a couple school buildings and a big like multi-purpose facility that's like church, gathering center, um, hurricane shelter, earthquake shelter, all of those things kind of combined into one. Um, And so we do this and we also work with local Haitian doctors. Um, My dad just got a I don't know exactly what it's called but he's like an associate professor at a medical university in Haiti now and so mm-hmm. we are able to kind of cross train with their medical students and so we're working towards developing their healthcare system while also acknowledging the fact that they don't have a lot to begin with.
1: Hmm. Why Haiti?
2: Um cuz it was I'm pretty sure, as far as I know, the only place my dad could afford to go. <laughs> uh, when he was a medical student, there were three different trips offered. And I think it was... I think it was... Uh, Haiti was the one he could afford. My dad is a uh, tropical medicine, infectious disease specialist now. And so that's what like he wanted to do. He wanted to study this like tropical medicine, but the other places were either... I don't know if they were, they just weren't something that he was able to do. So Haiti was the option that he had and that he took. And so he went um, and got paired up with a translator who actually then became our contact later on and was one of the big leaders in the community. Um, that's the community that we still work with today.
1: Mm-hmm. And is this, so can you tell me a little bit about, um, sorry, what was it? MS
2: MS, MS. Yeah. What
1: does that stand for again?
2: Education, medical aid and service.
1: Okay. And this is a large organization. This is like a a partnership with them or or...
2: Yeah, so MS Canada has a lot of teams that are under them and so I don't know a lot of the teams. I know that there's I think a team that goes to Cuba, there's a few teams that go to China. They go all around the world. Um, Mm. and it's it's kind of like these mini Charity groups like ours that are just a team with a leader that goes consistently. Um, some of them are very specific projects, like I think there's some just dental teams that go. Mm-hmm. Some of them are more broad, um, and some of them are just like general healthcare. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a kind of parent organization that we partner with, are under. I don't know the exa- okay. exact term. Yeah, that no, I'd that's go with, but sufficient.
1: Yeah. Uh, it is it is religiously motivated though, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: So MS used to stand for Evangelical Medical, mm. wait, Evangelical Medical Aid Society, um, but wanted to be open to partnering with anyone, as as I understand it, and so changed, kept the kept the name but changed what it stood for mm-hmm. so that it did better reflect that it is like our primary goal is helping people um we are also a christian organization but if we we don't need to be preaching the gospel through words but through actions
1: Mm -hmm. cool that's fascinating so uh i guess that's kind of the background of this uh in your own experience how has how has this affected you
2: um it's given me a very different perspective than i think a lot of people on just my life in general like like i said the first time i went was within a year of the earthquake um there had been almost no rebuilding at that point like very minimal so it still looked quite similar and it was the first time i had seen uh, like not western country in real life Mm -hmm. and it was quite shocking um there is something that people experience called culture shock which you need to be there for longer than I was to experience but what you can experience is reverse culture shock and so Mm -hmm. that's when you get home and I definitely got that getting home and just being like I have drinkable water and I just kind of that's just something that I'm used to whereas we had to like pump our water through these like massive uh, filtration systems just to be able to drink it and all of these just kind of small things that I still take for granted a lot of the time it I find that Haiti has helped me just kind of reset my brain and say "No, okay I am privileged <laughs> like mm-hmm. I have this privilege and should do something with it and so that's kind of I think what has brought me back there's also the community that we go to um, like I say that I'm privilege but that's very materialistically um I find that the community that we've gone to their faith is stronger than mine will ever be Mm. there was a service that we went to and they they speak Haitian Creole which I don't really speak um I can say like two sentences uh but it is it is kind of similar to French and so I can communicate using French uh but there was a there was a church service and there was someone who was praying and she was in tears people in the audience were in tears or in the congregation and i like i i couldn't understand what she was saying and so afterwards or maybe during kind of asked my dad like who who does speak Creole decently well i was like what what were they talking about and he was like oh they were praying for the poor i'm like mm. sorry what and it's like these people are in mine and your eyes quite poor a lot of them don't live in a building. Um, they make like maybe a dollar a day kind of thing. It's like they're not in a great situation. But they weren't praying for themselves. They were praying for the poor in Haiti that were not only materialistically po- poor, but also just like didn't have faith and were just like destitute and just couldn't, like, couldn't have a life and they were in tears over it they were just so broken over the fact that there was someone out there who couldn't like who didn't have the love and faith that they did which i was just like all right well they're like better (laughs) people than i will ever be but i can try Mm -hmm. um so yeah the it's also just shown me how amazing people can be
1: yeah wow Okay, and so you're, you're planning a run. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, for sure. So my mom is the uh, vice president of the Manitoba Runners Association. She is not a runner, uh, but <laughs> got asked to do this because she does well on boards and works really well with NGOs and has a lot of experience there. And so they've come up with this... I say they my mom really like came up with this um, event called run for your cause we used to do a run just for Haiti but now trying to kind of expand that and she just wanted it to be um, more accessible for smaller charities and for people who may not really know the best way to fundraise to come and actually be able to have an event and um, kind of advertise their cause, but also in a positive way that they're not kind of breaking the bank over. Because it used to be that people who wanted to do a run would come to the um, Manitoba Runners Association and the MRA would just, like, give them some equipment. A lot of the time they would, like, kind of break even and it didn't really work out because they were just a small cause. And so now the MRA is doing this this cause that we have... we have a few causes in it and hand in hand with haiti is one of them along with manitoba pioneer camp uh which is somewhere that i work uh winnipeg general strike which is the ultimate team that my brother's on (laughs) um the who else is there there is the hemophilia society leukemia and lymphoma society earth dog terrier rescue and canadian mennonite university
1: look at at. that we're being (laughs) fundraised for
0: unbelievable
1: (laughs) Thanks, Uh, (laughs) so this is a fundraiser because obviously all these things really need a lot of money to support them yeah
2: and so it's an event happening at CMU um, and so different uh, some of them are technically not charitable organizations like my brother's ultimate team is not a charitable organization, so you can't get a tax recei- uh, tax deductible receipt if you donate to them. But it's the point was to bring in um, groups and things that build community, mm-hmm. and so that kind of fell under that. So when is this taking place? So this is taking place on. Let me just let me let me make sure I have this correct. Um, Sunday. October 22nd.
1: So that's the Sunday after next
2: at CMU. When does it start? Yeah. So it starts. well there's a couple different start times. Um, <laughs> it it's in the morning and so if you're wanting to register in person, um, let me just lo- let me just look through all of these papers that my mom gave me. Uh, well you can you can register beforehand up until like the day before and so it looks like it starts at uh there's stuff starting at like seven thirty, but the actual running itself starts uh the there are four different events and so the longest event which is a ten K starts at eight AM and then each event starts half an hour consecutively after that so there's four different events there's a 10k there's the what's called the awesome twosome which is a paired event so you and a partner run in opposite directions and you each get your own individual time but then rankings are such that your time is combined and your ages are combined um, just to kind of put you in a category and then there's the try 3.3 which is if you just want to try out running so it's a bit shorter, and then the Happy Feet Dash, which is a 400-meter uh, run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, kind of geared towards, I don't know, wee ones, or anybody who just like just yeah. wants to run like a tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much, Nadine, for coming on the show today to promo your your fundraiser uh, and to talk about what you're doing with Hand in Hand with Haiti uh, and your family. That's very exciting stuff, and I'm glad that we had you on to talk about this. This is something that not very many people know about, or I knew very little about coming in. Uh, so it's yeah, great to have you here, and thank you for sharing. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Claudia um yeah? have you noticed some weird knocking slash like scratching with the closet door
1: closet door yeah oh, the one over there yeah the one over here uh yeah actually now that you mention it
0: yeah totally I I, I don't know what it is I mean I, I just checked in there uh just yesterday um I didn't see anything in there it's just a bunch of supplies but uh I don't yeah. know I have just been hearing this weird scratching you think it's mice
1: could be could be mice
0: yeah okay it's I don't gross. know. It's like
1: Have you seen any poop?
0: No, I I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen any feces or anything like that. I just I don't know. It it's a bit strange. Maybe You I, should talk
1: to housing. Yeah,
0: okay. I'll, Let's I'll take care of that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they'll put up some mouse traps and that should be fine. Okay.
1: All right.
0: And now it's time for one of the coolest segments on the show, Music Pick of the Week, and yours truly is picking your music pick of the week. Uh this week I'm picking Urban Vacations After the Flood. Urban Vacation is a local Winnipeg band. Uh, who hires local Winnipeg artists to make their music videos. And I just saw a music video for their recent track, uh, After the Flood. It's created by a very fantastic f- uh, filmmaker named Ryan Steele, um, and he films this music video with uh, a 60 millimeter camera, which has a very nostalgic and melancholy feel to the whole uh, song as a whole. Um, but of course, you won't be seeing that because this is audio, so what? why should you be listening to this? Well, this song is very melancholic and very calm and very relaxing, which is something that I really love about it. But it's also uh, very interesting emotionally as well. Uh, notice that the song is called After the Flood. I think that there's a heavy implication here that this is uh, kind of a reflection on something that has happened in the past and may not particularly been great on this particular person who is singing in this song um, and you can kind of feel that throughout the whole uh, tone uh, as the song goes on. Especially the visuals of the music video greatly communicate this as well. Um, so here is Urban Vacations After Flood. Let's give it a listen. That man and this
2: man came, a race came from him, and if you follow the story that even one that was in his line committed a...
1: listening To Wittenberg Radio. Thank you also to Nadine for coming on the show and talking about Hand in Hand with Haiti. Um, and do go check out all these events that we've talked about. They should be pretty fun.
0: It should be a blasting good time. My name is Kenji Dick.
1: And I'm Claudia Duick.
0: And we'll see you next week.
1: Radio is a production of CMU Student Council.